I have a survival guide to this busy season for you, and it's Pixello. Pixello is a mobile-friendly, all-in-one software that helps photographers get it done with one simple plan. Pixello wants to help you build a successful business all in one place. We all know the feeling of trying to find time to get everything done. Shoots, editing, finding time for your personal life. Well, Pixello is here to save your sanity this busy season. Pixello can help you with anything from business coaching to client booking, galleries, and more. Sign up for a free Pixello trial by using the link in the episode notes. That's P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O and use the link in the episode notes for a free trial of Pixello. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity Wisdom rushing in so much clearer now. Getting a little bit higher with every step I take, I'm getting good. Getting a little bit better, I'm climbing to the top. Never gonna stop. I'm everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and thank you for listening. Thanks for being here on yet another episode. I think we're on episode 96 right now. And honestly, that is crazy. Like that is the most insane thing I've ever heard because I kind of started this podcast on a whim. Um, Honestly, I don't even remember what I started it. I think in like May of 2021, maybe. And we have just, these episodes have flown by. Um, I cannot believe that I've literally made almost a hundred podcast episodes. And at this point, you guys are probably tired of hearing my voice. You're probably like, let's get a new host. Let's kick her out of here. Um, but I'm glad that you guys have stuck around. Um, yeah. And I just feel like at this point I have covered so many topics on the podcast. It's insane. So many guests. Yeah. So Lots and lots of great episodes to go listen to. If you are watching on YouTube, you will be able to see that I am wearing my extra squeaky leather jacket. We love that. So if you're just listening to this, you might hear a little squeak squeak here and there. Um, if you do, just know I am pulling a Haley Bieber today, wearing my leather jacket, wearing my slicked back hair. So we are thriving over here and that's fine. It, it's fine if you hear a couple squeaks. So before we get into today's episode, which if you can't read the title of this episode, things that I would redo in my photography journey. Before we get into that, obviously I have a couple of other things to talk about. The first thing is my Black Friday deals. So it's kind of weird to think about Black Friday right now because we still have what, like a little over a week or two weeks. So it feels weird to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it because I might forget to talk about it in the future. So basically I'm doing a Black Friday sale. It's going to be on Black Friday. I think it's probably going to start on Thanksgiving day, like at like in the evening sometime. Basically I'm doing 40% off all my digital products. So presets, templates. I launched my email templates this year, my matcha glow presets, 
everything's going to be 40% off. My merch is going to be 20% off. And then I'm reopening my back to the basics course and it's going to be at a discounted rate. So instead of it being 12 payments of $95, we're doing 12 payments of $75, which brings that total price down about $300 for the course. So I would say that's a pretty, that's a pretty stellar deal. So that's going to be Black Friday. Okay. I'm done talking about that. Let's keep going. So, um, this is very random, but I decided that I wanted to create like a photographer Christmas list. Um, I just wanted something for you to be able to send to, I don't know, your mom or your significant other or whoever wants to get you a gift. Um, and you want something photography related. Like I, I made a list for that, you know? So, um, that's on my Amazon storefront. Two of the things that I, so what I'm doing is I'm actually ordering the things on my list because I want to make sure that they're actually good. So I ordered two of them, like I ordered all of them, but two of them came in yesterday. And one of them is a universal lens cap, which I've talked about this a little bit before, but basically it's like this silicone lens cap thing. And it, it's very like tight. So it can like wrap around basically any lens. And if you're like me, I lose my lenses all the time or my lens caps. Oh my gosh. I do not lose my lenses all the time. I lose my lens caps all the time. Like Charlie always gets mad at me because he's like, we don't have any lens caps left, but I, I just genuinely don't know what happened to them. So these universal lens caps basically work on any lens. And so that's part of my Amazon wish list. It's literally, I think they're like $15 or something like that, like super cheap, super helpful for just protecting your lens. If you've lost a lens cap and you want to like reorder a whole lens cap, they were, you know, it works on multiple lenses. Um, the second thing that I ordered is, <laughs> I don't even know if this is practical, but it's like this little tiny mini SD card case. It's like keychain size. It is so cute. It holds four SD cards. And I was like, this is just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Like I just want it because it's cute and mini. And I was trying to think of like practical things that you would use this for. Um, one of them is if you are like headed to a coffee shop to edit or you're on an airplane to, and you want to go edit and you need like your SD card with you, maybe you haven't imported your photos yet. You can put them in this little tiny keychain SD card case and like bring the SD cards around with you. Maybe you like shot a wedding, you're traveling, you don't want to check your bat, your SD card. So you want to like put it in this little keychain, whatever. Um, so yeah, I thought that was super cute. Literally. I just love it. There's really no other reason that I ordered it other than the fact that it's cute and like, maybe I'll find a use for it. We're going to see. Um, okay. So this weekend, and by the time this episode comes out, it already have happened, but I am shooting my last wedding of 2022. Um, honestly, why am I kind of emotional? Um, it is a very surreal experience having your last wedding of the year because you work so hard all year. And then it's like, wait, I'm done. Like I have nothing left to do. So shooting my last wedding, um, once I get done with the wedding, then I start really focusing on education. And once I get everything edited, that's when I like really start to kick into high gear with like education stuff and just like back end stuff for my business. So like, 
um, updating my website images and like blogs and random, random stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm excited for wedding season to be done because I do like the education side of my business a lot. Um, I really like, you know, working on the back end of things because I like, I almost feel like extra productive when I do that. Like I'm like, I am making a difference for the future when I update my website images. Like that's just how I feel. So yeah, I'm excited to be done. I think because I took on so many weddings this year and I didn't mean to, I am just like extra tired. Um, I don't know if anyone else has been dealing with this, but literally I have been setting my alarm for like seven this past week, like seven o'clock. That's when I wake up, try to get started on work by like, you know, eight 30 or something. And I have not been able to wake up. And I honestly think part of it has to do with the fact that I've shot so many weddings. I'm so tired. I'm like, I don't want to get up. Like I literally just don't want to get up. But also the fact that it's like not bright out as early. So it's like pitch black when I'm waking up. But I will say this past, um, I think three or four days I've been waking up at six 30 and actually I have actually been waking up. Okay. I'm not sleeping in. I'm not snoozing my alarm. Six 30, the alarm goes up. I'm popping up out of bed. I've been going to the gym. You know, these are things we have to do when we're not shooting weddings all the time. Cause I need like a place for my energy to go. And also like, you know, the winter, like I want to go to the gym more in the winter. So that's kind of how I've been feeling lately. Um, weddings have drained me. So I think I'm gonna honestly take a lot of December off. I say that, but like literally I know myself and I know I'm not gonna be able to, but I want to take like a good portion of December off. I'm thinking like December 15 until like that like January 1st. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but that's kind of the goal. Um, obviously I'm going to put out podcast episodes and stuff like that, but, um, I think like, as far as like working on the daily, that's, that might be happening. Okay. So anyway, that's all I have for today. As far as updates and random things, (laughs) why did I almost just wrap up the episode? It's literally 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay. So today we're going to talk about things that I wish I could redo in my photography journey, in my photography business, just things that I either wish I would have done sooner or things that I would change because at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect in case you didn't know. Um, So these things that I'm going to tell you, I think I have 12 of them, 13, Um, these are things that I, in a perfect world, if I could like go back and tell myself what I would like to redo, this is it. Like, these are things that I've thought about and pondered on and really, these are things that like, okay, listen to them, take them to heart because, you know, I'm, I think like five years into it at this point, maybe six years. I don't know. I'm deep into it at this point. So I've thought about this for a long time and yeah. So let's get into it. Oh, also, by the way, I made this into a TikTok. So I started this whole idea came from a TikTok that I made. Um, And then someone commented on my TikTok was like, you should make this into a podcast episode. And I was like, absolutely. So great idea. So there's a very short version of this on my TikTok, which is my TikTok's Cassie Lim photo. So 
yeah, if you feel like there are three of these points that I've talked about on my TikTok, okay, but the rest of these are new and fresh, and this is like a very expanded version of my 20-second TikTok that I made. Okay, so the first thing that I wish I could redo is doing more second shooting. So I don't know if you guys have listened to literally my very first podcast episode ever. Um, at this point, I kind of feel like I need to redo it because it's like, I feel like I don't go into a ton of detail in it. But when I started doing photography, um, wedding photography specifically, I did basically no second shooting. Um, I have second shot, I think twice or three times in my entire life. Um, and I wish when I was first starting photography, I put a little bit more of an emphasis on second shooting, you know, reaching out to people, seeing if anyone needed a second shooter and like actively searching for those opportunities because I think I might've been able to grow my business a little bit faster if I would have had more in my portfolio. And also if I would have had maybe more connections and, you know, more people that I knew in the industry. So that's something that I wish I could redo. Um, I currently like in the state that I'm in, I don't like second shooting. I think I'm a very... (laughs) I think I'm a bad second shooter. Like if I'm going to be real with you guys, I, I don't really know how to like sit back and like not take over. Like I do, I know how to do it, but like, I think it, it it's going to take like at least five times for me to truly be like a really great second shooter. Charlie, he has second shooting down. He is like literally the best second shooter ever. Like he just knows what I need. But me, I don't feel like I'm good at it. So that's definitely something that I think could have helped grow my portfolio. Um, You know, just getting more experience. I think like it would have helped me with getting practice too. I had tons and tons of like opportunities when I was not full-time in my business where I was literally working a full-time job plus working part-time on my wedding business. I had tons and tons of opportunities like on the weekend where I was free to seek out second shooting opportunities. But I think at the end of the day, I just, I don't know why I wasn't seeking it out more. I did kind of get lucky and get a lot of weddings right when I started pursuing it. So I got like six my first year and then I went up to 15 the next year. And then the next year I was booked out. So I feel like I got a little bit lucky on that side of things, but I do think second shooting is super important when you are starting a photography business, especially in the wedding industry that those second shooting opportunities, I don't know. It's just like the connections that you make, you're able to connect with vendors, the venue, maybe you can get on like a venue recommended list. What is that called? A preferred vendors list. Like you can get on something like that if you second shoot, um, you know, you just never know who you're going to meet and what an opportunity is going to do for you if you never pursue it in the first place. So if you're listening to this and you want to get into weddings, put yourself out there, reach out to people, make connections. I do think it's important if you're going to make connections with other photographers to make sure that you have pure intentions. So you're not just becoming friends with someone just so that you can second shoot for them. And it's going to be a great opportunity for you. But like, 
you genuinely like them as a person. You actually want to be their friend. So make sure you have pure intentions when you are pursuing second shooting. I think a lot of the times people can tell if you're not being genuine about your intentions and you know, that that's a tricky place to be in. So that's the first one, more second shooting. The second thing I wish I could redo in my photography business, focus on making more connections with others in the industry sooner. So this kind of goes along the lines of second shooting a little bit, but I think where I'm at right now, I have so many photographer friends. I know so many planners and, you know, there's tons of venues that I love shooting at DJs. Like there are so many vendors and just like other people in the photography industry that I know. And like, I feel like it just, it has made the photography industry a little bit more bearable. Um, and I'm not here to just be like, boo hoo, my job sucks, but it is hard being a photographer sometimes. Um, you know, maybe you don't have enough bookings to go full time yet. Maybe you struggle with getting ghosted or people don't take your job seriously or you're not booking the type of clients that you want to. Like those are all real struggles that we face. And I think when you connect with other people in a similar industry as you, whether it's weddings or just photography in general, this is so key for just making the experience a little bit better. Um, when you have people that you can relate to, that you can talk to, that you can follow and like message each other on Instagram and hype each other up on your comments, like these are real things. And I think connections get you bookings, connections get you further along in your business, but even more than that, they provide the emotional support and the community that you need every single day. And that is, oh my gosh, that is something that is irreplaceable. It's so valuable. And I think that's something that I wish I could have done right away is just focus on making friends and just being like more intentional with who I'm interacting with on social media, the people that I'm following, the people I meet up with. Um, yeah, I think it's really, really important to have those connections early on. And for me, when I was first starting photography, I was living in upstate New York and I, there weren't a lot of photographers around me. And if there were like, they were within like a two hour radius because I kind of lived in the middle of nowhere. So I knew like, two photographers locally. And then everyone else was kind of a stranger. Like I followed them on social media, but I never really interacted with their stuff. They didn't follow me back. Like, so it wasn't until I went to this workshop and it was like, I think it was probably 2019, maybe 2020 at the beginning that I went to this workshop. And it really changed my perspective on making connections with people I met, I was like in a group of like five photographers and they were all girls. And like, I just fe really feel like I made great connections there. And like, those are people I still follow today. Like it's been like two or three years since I've seen them, but I just think something like that is really cool. And I didn't really have it for the first like year or two of me doing photography. And I really wish I would have, because those are the people that are going to give you community and 
really help you along in your journey. Like you lean on each other. It's a good vibe for sure. Okay. The next thing that I wish I could redo in my photography career. And the minute I say this, some of you are going to roll your eyes, which is fine. Roll them. Okay. It's fine. Um, I wish I would have switched to a mirrorless camera sooner. Um, many of you know, listening that I love my mirrorless camera. I love all mirrorless cameras. Um, I really think that's where the photography industry is going as far as cameras go. But the reason I wish I would have switched sooner is because I saw such a huge jump in my work and the quality of my work when I did switch. So just to give you guys a little bit of backstory, I started shooting, um, my first camera that I ever, ever shot on was a Canon 60D. So that's like a crop sensor DSLR camera. Um, I then got a Canon Rebel T7 maybe or T5. I don't know. And then I had a Canon 60 Mark II, 5D Mark II, 60 Mark III. What the heck am I saying? Let me start over. 5D Mark II, 5D Mark III, and 5D Mark IV. Okay. So all, I've had all of these different DSLR cameras. Having all of these cameras that I've used before, when I used a mirrorless camera, it just like, I saw such a difference in my raw images. And even while I was shooting, I saw such a huge difference in my focus specifically. I really, really, really struggled with hitting focus on my DSLR cameras. Like even the 5D Mark IV, I was not hitting focus. Like focus was there, but it was a little fuzzy. When I switched to mirrorless, I saw like such a huge difference in how my photos looked. The fact that like I pulled a photo into Lightroom and like I could zoom all the way in and literally see like people's pores, which some people don't like that, but I think I'd rather have the highest quality image. And just like, if I want to blur it a little bit, I can in Lightroom, but like just having the option of the fact that I can have the sharpest image ever and then I can scale it back a little if I want to. Um, yeah. Uh, other things about mirrorless that have really, really helped me. Shooting in low light. I, at a lot of weddings, deal with really crappy lighting scenarios where it's really, really dark. I literally just shot a wedding where the ceremony was inside this like old factory, which was cute. But the lighting, like they had no windows. It was all like this overhead yellow lighting. And I literally was shooting at like ISO like 3000 for the ceremony. And I felt comfortable doing that because I know my camera's limits. And on a mirrorless, you can go higher with your ISO than a DSLR camera. So yeah, I think the switch sooner, like... I think that really would have helped me with just feeling confident while I was shooting and not feeling like I needed tons of like expensive lenses and stuff. Because at the end of the day, the issue I was dealing with was hitting focus. And that wasn't a lens thing, which is what I figured out and ended up being like the actual camera body and like the camera itself. So switching to mirrorless, that's something I really wish I could redo and do it sooner. I don't think any of you are surprised though. I literally always talk about switching to mirrorless. Currently I shoot on Sony. So I have a Sony a9 II. I used to have the Sony a9. I recently upgraded. I have a Sony a7 III that I still use and shoot on. So yeah, 
I, for me, that's just a switch that I really wish I would have done sooner. If you're like me, the holidays are the happiest and the most hectic time of your year. I always want to look super cute, get dressed up, but that can be really stressful. So take some of that stress out of getting dressed for dinner parties, office parties, family events, whatever this holiday season by trying Newly, a monthly clothing rental subscription. I've heard so much about Newly from so many different people and they have the cutest clothes. Every Newly subscription includes your choice of any six styles you want to rent each month. You get to choose whatever you want for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. You also get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. Like they have so many clothes on there. It's so amazing. They have everything from party dresses, premium denim, one of a kind vintage pieces. They have it all. They even stock styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes. It's it's amazing. Newly offers fast free shipping, returns, and professional cleaning. So there's no laundry for you to worry about when you send those items back to them. Newly also gives you the option to buy what you love and sometimes it's all the way up to 70% off those styles. If you're a photographer listening to this, Newly is perfect if you're not sure what outfit to use for a shoot or want lots of options and want to send some back. Newly is perfect for that scenario. Newly is the perfect place to get all of your holiday outfits out of the way in one go. You get six items to choose from, the option to add on two bonus items. You get Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, the holiday office party, Christmas, New Year's, and any other event that you have going on. You've got it covered with just one bag on Newly. Plus, they have something new this holiday season. You can gift one, two, or three months of Newly through the gifting platform Goodie. Newly is flexible. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So literally it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill some whatever on your shirt. If you just need to take a break after the holidays, your life needs to flex and Newly gets it. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get 20% off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code OSHOOT20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code OSHOOT at sign up to get 20% off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's with code OSHOOT. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. The fourth thing that I could redo, and I don't know if I'm going to get a little bit of backlash on this. I'll say it anyway. Um, but I'll explain why I think this. I wish I would have used presets sooner in my photography career. And the reason that I'm saying this is because I got presets around year two for me. Uh, it was probably like year one and a half. And the presets that I got made such a huge difference in my work. I loved how the photos turned out. I would love editing. Um, and it was a look that I didn't know how to achieve myself. Like I didn't know all the tools in Lightroom. I didn't know how to use them. So I got a preset that looked the way that I wanted it to look. And it did exactly what I was going for. And I feel like that really just, it inspired me creatively. Like I was so happy with how the photos looked. Um, so I wish I would have done that sooner because for the first like year in my photography, I was like, I couldn't figure out how to get the edit that I wanted. I didn't like how the photos turned out. I was like just using some random preset that one of my friends like made, like it wasn't like, it wasn't anything, you know, special or like anything like that. So 
I think when we talk about the topic of presets, it's important to understand what goes into making a preset. It's okay to buy presets and to use other people's presets, but at the end of the day, you need to be able to tweak those presets to get the exact look that you're going for. You need to be able to look at your photo and say, okay, this is too bright. I'm going to do this to the tone curve to fix it. Or there's too many blues in this wedding dress. I'm going to do this to fix it. You need to be able to understand all the components in Lightroom Do I think that every single person needs to be able to make their own preset from scratch? No, but I think a lot of the people that use presets most likely tweak them to get the exact look that they want. And in order to tweak them, you have to know Lightroom in the first place. You know, you need to know everything that, everything that needs to be tweaked. So that's something I wish I could redo. I wish I could start over and tell myself like, learn how to use a Lightroom in and out, the develop tab especially, learn how to use all of those elements in and out, get presets from someone that you look up to, and then learn how to tweak, tweak those presets to get the look that you want and eventually try you know, making your own preset. But I think if you don't have the knowledge and the understanding of a Lightroom right away, There's no shame in buying a preset, seeing how you like it, and then learning the components of Lightroom and learning how that preset was made and how to tweak it. I think that is like a huge part in presets. Presets are great, but you need to know how to use them and you need to know when to lean on them and when to use your own knowledge in order to get the edit that you need. Okay, next thing. I wish that I could redo my second website. So (laughs) I think that when it comes to websites, your first website, it is what it is. It's what you can afford. It's what you can find. And it's what you can do to the best of your ability on that site. You know, Squarespace, Wix, whatever it is. When it comes to your second website, so the website that you, so you graduate from your beginner website. I think everyone needs a beginner website that we're all embarrassed about. When it comes to the second website where maybe you're getting more bookings, um, you know, you're thinking about maybe going full time or you want to go full time and need a push to really get you there. I think your second website is so crucial in how you transition from part-time photography to full-time photography. Your second website is going to determine whether or not someone books with you. It's someone's first impression of you. And when you are trying to establish yourself as a professional photographer, your website is going to determine someone's perception of your brand before they even get to your contact, before they even email you. You don't even know, but your website is the contributing factor to someone's first impression of you. You might have great conversation skills. You might be able to email people great, call people great. You're great at sales, but you 
have control over your first impression, not in phone calls and emails, but through your website. Okay. Your website is the ultimate first impression. And so we need to treat it as a priority and we need to treat it as such. Your second website, like I said, I think it really contributes to whether or not you go full time, how successful you are, how many bookings you get. So I wish that I could have either hired someone to do my second website, or I wish I would have really put a lot of design attention into that website, um, design and copy intention. So, um, my second website, I used, um, flow themes and I made it on a WordPress site. Um, I don't think this is bad to do. It was, you know, relatively cheap and maybe it was like three or $400. And I like, I really thought about the design of it, but I also like didn't think much about the copy and I didn't really like realize that I didn't have much creative freedom on WordPress with the design element of it. So like, I didn't know that like (laughs) I wasn't able to just add random stuff wherever I wanted. Like it was more like I have to use this template from my theme and just like plug it in. So That's something that I wish I could redo. I also wish for my second website, I would have had branding. I wish I would have gotten myself branded with the colors, the fonts, like the vibes. I I did not have that for my second website. And I do think this hindered a little bit of my bookings. I think some people chose to work with someone else because I was charging, you know, four grand a wedding, but my website looked like I spent $300 on it, truthfully. So that's a huge thing that I really wish I could redo. And I think the copy on your website too is huge. So the things that you say, how you say them, like people actually do read websites, like people actually do care. So I do wish maybe I would have hired a copywriter for my second website and then figured out a way to make my design of my um, second website better and just like maybe on a different platform just to make it more user-friendly and like look better, I guess. The next kind of obvious thing that I wish I could redo in my photography career is investing in a professional contract ASAP. So I'm not going to dive into too much detail as to why I feel this way because it's pretty obvious that when you don't have a professional contract, when there's loopholes in your contract, um, when things aren't aren't addressed, you might run into legal issues. So I have run into legal issues with a contract that was not professional. So with that being said, I think it's so important as soon as you start booking anyone that pays any amount of money to you, get a contract that is professional and going to protect your butt. Even if you book one session for $300, you need a contract. If that contract costs you $500, still pay that $500 because I promise you it is going to be worth it. You could end up paying way more money in the long run. And 
you you never know what legal situation you're going to come across. Um, for a lot of photographers in 2020, it was COVID. Um, you know, something that had literally never happened before. People needed to reschedule and cancel and all of these different things. You never know what's going to happen. So the sooner you can protect your butt with the people you are booking, the better. Okay. I'm going to leave it right at that. The eighth thing, (laughs) the eighth thing. Oh my gosh. Eight. We've gone through eight things so far. I wish I would have not compared myself as much to other people. Um, This kind of seems like an obvious one. I feel like a lot of people say this, but if you are listening to this and you find yourself going on social media um, and looking at other photographers, seeing their work on your feed and you are just like, why don't my photos look like that? Or why don't I have 3000 likes on one of my feed posts or, you know, whatever the case is, whatever you're comparing yourself to literally go and unfollow those people. I'm telling you right now, like it doesn't matter how much you feel like you need to keep those people at the forefront of your mind, unless that person is like bettering you and helping you in some way. Like you don't need that. Like, and maybe you come back and you refollow them later on. But when you are starting photography and when I was starting my photography business, I was comparing myself to a lot of photographers who were way more experienced than me, had way more practice, such a longer time to get their name established, more places to shoot. They've, you know, they're full time. So they travel all the time. And I was like, why am I not doing that? And I think there's a season for everyone and there's a season for everything. It's all on purpose. There, there's not going to be a time in your life where you're waiting for, you're waiting to go full time or you're waiting for success and you're not getting it. There's a reason, like you're learning something in that time. So there is no use in comparing you being at stage one or stage two or three in photography to someone who is in stage nine or 10. So I was comparing myself to like these big name photographers who were traveling to Japan and Bali and Hawaii and you know, shooting these amazing epic locations and elopements. And that's not fair. Like you have not established yourself enough to get those bookings. You have not spent five years growing an Instagram account. Like everything takes time. You need to be intentional with it. And I think the biggest thing that I learned and the thing that ended up bringing me the most success was when I stopped comparing myself to other people. Now I'm going to say, I still do it. Like I still look at certain people, photographers, influencers, whoever they are. And I'm like, you know, I think things like, why am I not like that? Or how come I didn't get this brand deal or whatever? So I still, I still deal with this, but you like, the minute you stop caring about other people and you put your blinders up and you just focus straight ahead, that is when you start to see success. That's when I started to be successful. Like 
when I was just being myself, I wasn't trying to take photos like India Earl or edit photos like Don Charles. Like I was literally just being me and doing what I like to do and literally being myself. And that is what brought me success. And I wasn't looking at what road did this person take to get to where they are today? And I wasn't like getting down on myself if, you know, I didn't take the exact one, two, three, four, five step plan that this person took. We're all different. We all achieve different things. We all want different things and that's okay. Um, you can't compare yourself to someone who like literally is different than you, right? Like the only person you can compare yourself to is yourself. That's, that's what I'm going to say. I think self-comparison is healthy saying like, okay, how have I improved when I first started photography? Um, you know, all of those different things. I think that is healthy, but at the end of the day, comparing yourself to other photographers is not going to help you. So give yourself a break. Um, maybe mute people or, um, you know, whatever you have to do, log off of social media for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I know sometimes also there are sometimes certain people in your life that mi- like make you compare yourself to them or certain people that, I don't know, like maybe you have toxic people in your life or whatever it is. Those people that cause you to compare maybe are not the best people to have around either um, in the season that you're in. You know, if there's, if you have a friend that's like, I don't know, like really jealous of how successful your business is and they're constantly like comparing themselves to you and just like bringing you down, that's hard. And like, maybe you should reevaluate that relationship and just kind of see like, okay, maybe we can sit down and talk about this and talk about like why you feel this way, whatever. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Focus less on gear and more on lighting, location, and outfits. This is something that I really wish I could redo because I, in my first like year or two of doing photography, I was always shooting at like noon. And I just didn't think about the fact that like shooting at golden hour really does impact how your photos turn out. Um, or like shooting at a different time, depending on the vibe that you're going for, you can shoot at noon and you can still get great photos, but like outfits too. I think that has a lot to do with how your photos turn out. I feel like a lot of the times I'm drawn to photos where like, you know, someone's, there's lots of neutrals and like jeans. I like, I don't know, blues in photos. So like that type of stuff really impacts those end photos. Like if your client is wearing a red shirt and orange pants and like, it's not a colorful shoot. Like I feel like sometimes that does impact how much we like the images that we end up making. Um, also location. This is huge. Like location is key. You know, when you're buying a house location, 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 when you are picking a spot to do photos, like when you're trying to get great photos, location, 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 you need to have good locations up your sleeve. And I wish I would have focused a little bit more on location when I first started photography. I just didn't realize how big of an impact it made. And I think a lot of my photos would have turned out a little bit better if I had put more effort and time and thought into where I was shooting instead of just shooting at random places that I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like I'll just shoot here. Um, so focus on lighting, focus on location, outfits, those things 
really impact your end photos. Like if you look at, you know, big name photographers and you look through their work, a lot of the ones that you're drawn to and the ones that you're like, oh my gosh, I love this. I'm so vibing with this session. It's because of those three things, obviously like composition and, you know, lenses and stuff that does impact how things turn out. But I do think it starts with the base of lighting location outfits, and then you're able to really use your creativity through composition, um, gear and stuff like that. And that ends up producing the photos that are just like butter. We love them. They're magical. Okay. So kind of along the same lines of this is picking a good lens over picking a good camera body. So, um, I find that sometimes when people start photography, they run into this crossroads where they're like, do I get a new lens or do I get a good camera body? I can only afford one right now. So which one should I do? Um, and my answer, my personal opinion is always start with a good lens. Now I do think having a great camera body is great. Like it's going to help you get good photos, but a lens really impacts the style of your images. Um, I feel like a camera body improves the quality and the lens is the style. So I always recommend start with a good lens, a 50 millimeter lens. That's a great lens to start with. If you like literally have no lenses at all, maybe you want to try the 35 millimeter. Um, you know, the lens I feel like is really going to give you that good style that you like. Um, yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that because that's something that I could ramble on and on and on about. Okay. So along the lines of lenses, I wish that as far as my gear goes, I could go back and tell myself that I really only need like two, maybe three lenses that I love. And I don't need to like go above and beyond that. Um, you know, you don't need like a 70 to 200, $5,000 lens in order to take great photos. For me, I ended up finding out that I am a 35 millimeter, 85 millimeter type of girl. And then I use my 50 millimeter every once in a while. I do a lot of portraits, so it just makes sense for me to have those lenses. I don't need a 70 to 200. You know, I'm not needing a 24 to 70 right now. Um, but I felt like when I was starting photography that I I felt like I needed that. So I was going and buying really expensive lenses that I literally wasn't even using and like didn't even need. So if you're listening to this and you're at this point where you feel like you need a million and a half lenses in order to be successful and take great photos, just know that like a lot of photographers don't have a ton of lenses and end up getting rid of a lot of the lenses that they thought they needed. But in reality, they didn't need those lenses. Like they were just... I don't know, like you just feel like you need all this camera gear, even though you literally don't like take it from me. You really don't need that much gear. You need backups, obviously, but you don't need like to try every single lens that's ever, ever, ever existed. Okay. Like just don't, you don't need to do it. Um, I wish I could redo my portfolio building. And this is something that I like really, truly mean like straight from the heart right now. I, this is something that like was the first thing that popped into my head when it came to redoing things in my photography. Um, I 
wish I would have done more free shoots and more shoots that were the style of photography that I wanted to be shooting. Um, you know, it took me a long time to end up booking the type of clients that I felt like were my ideal clients. And I think I could have sped that process along quite a bit if I would have just, you know, built my portfolio a little bit more and focused more on that. So going to content days, I wish I would have done a lot more of that. Like I, I loved all the content days that I've been to so far and every single content day I go to improves my portfolio and grows my portfolio so much. And I never, ever regret it. Um, so I wish I would have done that sooner. I wish I would have asked more people to model and just like styled the shoots perfectly exactly how I wanted them to look so that I was building my portfolio in the direction that I wanted to be shooting. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's like something that really hits home as far as like things that I could redo. Um, yeah, just don't, I know a lot of people think that free shoots are like not, they're not it and that you shouldn't do them. But I think there's a time and place for free shoots. And if I could go back and redo anything, it would be to do more free shoots when I first started. I did a lot, but I should have done more. Like at the end of the day, you need stuff in your portfolio. So if you can do free shoots and get your name out there and get tagged in things and people have experience with you and you can get reviews, that is so incredibly valuable. That is how you build a reputation. You know, that that's how you do it right there. That's how you build a business. Not always ideal as far as like money goes, but free shoots are going to help you build your photography business. 1000%. Okay. Last thing that I wish I could redo. You guys ready? Drum roll. Just kidding. Don't drum roll. <laughs> this is going to seem so lame. I definitely should have saved that last point for last. I wish that I could go back and have someone do my Pinterest for me. Um, Pinterest is something that I really worried about when I was first starting photography and it took so much of my time. I was doing so, so many pins and that was great for me. But at the end of the day, I think I could have grown my business a lot more by literally just hiring that out and focusing on other things like client communication, client experience, um, you know, things like that. I just realized that I skipped one. So I have another, okay. Um, hiring someone to do my Pinterest. That's that one. The last one. Okay. This is truly the last one. I wish that I could, would have worked on my client experience right away. The minute I knew that I wanted to start a photography business, I wish I would have gone and sat down and made guides, every single guide that I needed, an outfit guide, a location guide, um, a pricing guide, a wedding guide. I wish I would have sat down and made all of that right away. Um, I wish I would have gotten HoneyBook ASAP or any CRM platform that can help you with emails and keep life organized. I wish I would have done that ASAP. I wish I would have created email templates ASAP. Um, I wish I would have had online invoicing and, um, online contracts. I wish I would have focused on creating a great experience right away. So when someone does book with me and someone does work with me, they are so inclined to refer me to their friends. 
Um, even though you might not be full time or maybe you are full time, but like if you're not full time, people don't need to know that you're not full time. You don't want your client experience to be a dead giveaway of how much experience you have. You want to stay professional and you want to over communicate with people. I feel like when I was first starting my business, I didn't put enough emphasis on connecting with my clients, making sure that their needs were met and that I knew everything I needed to know in order to capture their day well, um, you know, or their session. Like I felt like I just didn't do enough work and I wasn't present enough in my client relationships. And therefore I feel like I lost a lot of reviews, not saying that I got bad reviews cause I didn't, but like I got like no reviews, you know? And I think when someone has a great experience somewhere, at least for me, the first thing that I do is I run to their Google storefront, whatever. And I leave them a review because I'm like, this was so awesome. I want to tell everyone about this. So I think that's something that I really wish I could redo in my first um, year or two in photography. The minute I knew that my photography business was something that I wanted to pursue, contract right away, honey book right away, and you know guides, email templates, all of those things. So your backend is basically set up to succeed. Um, you backtrack a lot and you, you kind of slow yourself down if you are trying to book, but you have no experience and you have no great client communication and like you have no contract, you are just not ready to book at that point. So I think being ready to book and being ready to give your clients a great experience is something that I wish I could have redone and done right away at the very, very beginning. Okay, guys, that's going to be it for today's episode. I'm done ranting. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope that this episode really resonated with you. Any of the 13 points that I made, I'm sure maybe one of them really hit home. Um, But yeah, guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. If you loved today's podcast episode, I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. You can do that on Spotify. It's really easy. There's literally like a little star thing at the top of the podcast and you just rate it with stars. Apple Podcasts. I don't actually know how to do it on Apple, but you guys know the drill. Thanks for listening. And I hope everyone has an amazing rest of their day and have a great week. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment or keep my sanity. Wisdom rushing in so much clearer now. Getting a little bit higher with every step I take, I'm getting good. Getting a little bit better.